Welcome to Uncle Taylor's Unchained Universe. Strap in for some content, Palooza. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Uncle Taylor's Unchained Universe Propaganda Expanderanza. I am Uncle Taylor, of course. It's wonderful to be here. The 27th of February, 2022, 9.19 p.m. We are here into your ears, into your mind, into your heart. Uh, we're going to have a very special night tonight. I'm going to introduce my guests very shortly. But for the moment, we've got our boys here, the boys, the crew, uh, the J crew, the Justice crew that they used to be back in the day. Uncle Jackson, Uncle Jesse, boys, good evening to you. Good evening. Good evening. Good to have you on board. Jacko actually fell asleep before recording time, so he looks like a stunned mullet. Please forgive him. Um, <laughs> so uh, I am actually not going to even go through the formalities asking how your weeks are because we've got plenty of time for that. But a very good friend of ours, uh, of, of, of me, personally me, and also of the show, is going to come on board and uh, be our first proper guest for season two, 2022. Um, he's asked me to introduce himself as according. He's the man addicted to movies to the point he was giving a medical warning. From movie nerds, the man known more of his hat, and plus he's got a 13-inch cock, so lady, look out for him. His name is Nick from Movie Nerd. His name is Nick from Movie Nerds. Nick, good evening, sir. Thank you very much for coming on board tonight, buddy. Good morning, Vietnam. Yeah, it's great to be here. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking time out of, your, out of your day, out of your night, sorry, I should say, to come on board and have a chat. Uh, for those who are yeah. listening to this, he's a big, beautiful American man living in Australia. So it's definitely night time where we are recording. So uh, we work alongside each other at the fruit shop. So it's wonderful to have your, your presence here, mate. Um, I would love you to enlighten us. Tell me a bit about what you do man like what uh what does it take uh for you to prepare yourself to sit through a movie like cats as an example and give yourself uh proper proper uh, feedback and 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 reviewing it what how do you critique it mate well look i go by the philosophy is who's this audience for who wants to see it and what is generally meant to be happening? Um, I remember going into Cats thinking, you know, this is unfortunate. Um, but <laughs> I remember exiting out and thinking to myself, well, clearly this is not for people on drugs because those visuals did not need the assistance of any hallucinogens. Um, now, I generally tried to find, like, who's the audience for this film? Uh, during lockdown, I did the 50 worst films of all time. I rewatched them, re-ranked them, and, you know, that was... That was fun. And I actually realized that, you know, even the most necessary abortion of a film has an audience. And it was, it was great. It's great. <laughs> a necessary abortion of a film. That's uh that's something I'm gonna have to start using my dad today. That's really good. I like that. That's fucking cool. That's a, that's a good saying. Um tell me, mate. Um, I've known you a fair while. I know you've been doing this for a while, but recently, what have you gone out and actually been able to review? Obviously, coming so, out of lockdown and that kind of thing. Yeah. So I reviewed Cyrano this Tuesday. That's basically the Peter Dinklage film, a remake of um, Cyrano de Bergerac. But you've seen it in the 90s with Steve Martin as Roxanne. It's a romantic film. Um, Peter Dinklage is amazing. He carries the film. It's a beautiful, very adult movie that is a musical and this music is so different but the funny thing is it's actually a better movie when it chooses not to sing because uh, for some reason when musicals begin to sing they lose their connection but it's a very earnest and very powerful film i did uncharted as a fan of the games i have to say my standards were really low going into it and it yeah. went way above it because it's the thing about us Wahlberg and Hiddle and um holland they're great. They carry the film. The action's pretty decent. Is it as good as the games? Hell no. Is it entertaining? Definitely. It's more like National Treasure than Indiana Jones. Um, these are sort of films we're going to see recently. Um, this Tuesday, uh, The Batman will be one that will be um, seen by the group, and I'll be joining them for that. Um, and that one is definitely one of the most exciting films of the year because it has been in development for five years. And it's gone oh, through two different direct two two different directors to get this done because um it's had a hell of a time. It wasn't just COVID that took a while for the film to be made, but behind the scenes dramas, Ben Affleck was supposed to be the star. Yeah. And then it 
mutated to a different film. He was also supposed to write and direct it, but um, essentially his experience in Justice League may run away. And for me as a Batman fan, I'm fascinated to see where they'll go with this. Yeah, so, so who is going to be uh, the Batman in, in, this, in this new one? So Robert Pattinson is the Batman in this one, um, and it's Batman in the second year. And I think everyone, when it was announced, went, no. Nah. Yeah, because, I'm, you know, I'm thinking no myself. Guy. Yeah. yeah. No, he, the thing about it is, um, has anyone here seen The Lighthouse? I have. No, oh, yeah. Nice. yeah. Dark, messed up film. He, he can get into the psyche of the character. He said himself, this Batman's going to be psychologically damaged, which is exactly what Bruce Wayne's going to be. I mean, a guy who dresses up as a bat clearly has issues, but um, <laughs> they're going to be making him more of a detective, and the Riddler takes inspiration from the Zodiac Killer. You know, this is a three-hour film, so, yeah. you know, Jesus I think they're going to leave... Yeah, yeah, three hours. This three is the hours. first time... Yeah, um, just think, last year, we got a Justice League film recut that was four hours, but that was oh, only yeah. for direct home but it'll be interesting to see what they do with this because you know we've clearly got a really intense car chase that's going to happen we've got mystery we've got colin farrell in the layers of makeup as a penguin so we've got three villainous characters so i'm thinking an hour per villain or something to keep it going um yeah like that that would i'd be sweet with that you know as long as it's not um shitload of dialogue i'd like you mm -hmm. know like at least some good action and some good um like even some good comedy moments you know like like every every action movie if it's like a batman or a joker i mean joker was a you know and correct me if i'm wrong here you are the expert on this one um joker to me was very psychologically damaged and everything was just rose does not tint his world but he was also incredibly uh humorous as well as being such such a bad guy and we're talking about walking phoenix's one here instead of you know, the Heath Ledgers and, and everyone that's followed on. So yeah. Jack Nicholson's own was funny. Like he would electrocute a guy to death and then, you know, say, Ooh, getting a little hot under the collar. And he, <laughs> you know, he'd do sick crap yeah. like that. <laughs> but, um, but it'll be interesting to see if this Riddler makes us laugh. Cause I mean, I rewatched the scene from Batman forever and Jim Carrey's Riddler, you know, I mean, the gayest man alive would say that's over the top. Um, he was, <laughs> he was, he took it to the next. He took it to the next level. Um, his Riddler had no limits. So, you know, this guy seems. This Riddler seems to be more like a serial killer who's ready to mess with Batman. And, you know, I think I know where they're gonna go with this because he knows something about Bruce Wayne's parents and. I think where they're going to go with this is going to anger some Batman fans, but I also think for movie audiences, they're going to be like, okay, that's different, but that's really good. So expect something different with the parents. And that's all I'm going to lay out there. Yeah. This okay. one actually looks really, really like it's going to go in a dark direction. That's what I've, I've, um, that's what I've seen based on like the trailers and stuff. It seems like they're trying to make it a really sort of dark movie, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm actually really keen for it because when I heard that Robert Pattinson was going to be Batman, I'm like most people, I'm like, you know, well, is he going to, is he right for the role? You know, all I can think about is Twilight, <laughs> like like most people. But um, yeah. seeing some of the, the clips and stuff, it actually looks really promising. And my girlfriend is a massive, massive Batman fan and she was a bit skeptical as well, but she's really keen for it. And yeah, I'm actually really excited for you know it's interesting if you go back to 1988 and michael keaton was cast as batman they're like he's a comedian he's too short he doesn't look like the role and for like five years or 10 years everyone was like that's batman that's a definitive batman yeah. and he still stood really definitively christian bale got brought on everyone loved him. um it was perfect american psycho all of that but then you look at ben affleck everyone was scared he did a pretty damn good job it's just the movie's weren't that great yeah. um and that happens to a lot of actors like it's hard for an actor to escape a really well done role like you look at chris rock he's been trying to do drama films for a while the latest saw no matter how much i watched it, he's still chris rock to me but then there's other actors who can just disappear into any other role yeah you know? i think heath ledger is like a good example like if like when he got cast for the joker i remember a lot of people were like really 
skeptical because of like his previous roles, like what was he in, like Brokeback Mountain or whatever the whatever the fuck that movie was called. A Knight's Tale. A Knight's Tale, and yeah, and he just knocked it out of the park, like a really dark depiction of the Joker, like really, really like a, like a what's the word? Like a definitive anarchist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like. Yeah, it was really interesting. So it'll be interesting to see what Robert Pattinson does with it if it's like a similar sort of thing. Because, yeah, so it will. Man. She, yeah. And he's not, yeah, and he's not the only one in there. There's also Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman. Mm-hmm. She's got, oh, you know, she's up against Michelle Pfeiffer. There's like everyone's playing off a character that's been played 16 times. It's gonna yeah, be that's tough. Right. Yeah, that's it. Because like you always want to try and pick up. Um, you know, wherever someone had dropped the ball from or where they stopped from. Uh, I'm going to use a really bad wrestling thing term here. And I know Duke was a fan, but when I was a younger boy, DX had bought out this new and improved DX movie. And there was a scene when John Cena got on there and said, uh, talking about, about the group as well, about DX and that. And they said, you know, did they invent the wheel? No, but they made the wheel better. Heath Ledger made Joker's character better. Mm, and Joaquin sure. Phoenix comes in and just absolutely... It's the best Joker I think I've ever seen. Um, and I agree with Keaton too. Keaton was, in my opinion, still is the best Batman I've ever seen. Uh, Affleck, I didn't see the previous one, unfortunately, so I can't sit here and say, yes, I did watch it. But I have good intentions. I am going to go watch it myself as well. I've already said to the wife, because she's like, we're going to go watch it. I said, cool, we're going to watch it in VMAX. I'm not watching it as a, as a commoner. Yeah. Same here. <laughs> I'll, That's I'll pay the money. Oh, yeah. Now, Actually, think, Keaton. Oh, I was going to tell you, Keaton is back as Batman this year. Yeah, I heard no, that. he's yep. not. Yeah, no, he's yeah. not. Yeah, he's one more time. We're going to see him one more time. Thank God, he needs a win. He needs to win like an Oscar and Emmy, whatever he hasn't got. He needs to win one, dude. I love him. I loved. <laughs> I loved him in Johnny Dangerously, Nick. I love Johnny Dangerously, and I reckon these boys don't know it. But I love Johnny Dangerously. My mom showed me I was a younger boy. You, that I'll be your bloody, awesome. your freaking bells. Jeez, what a mouth in this guy. <laughs> oh, he's so bloody good. Now, I believe the boys have a couple of quick questions for you. I know your time's running out, Nicky boy. So mm-hmm. I appreciate again your time, but I'll let the boys ask their questions. Yeah, so I just wanted to know, like, what does it take to get into this line of work, sir? Like, you know, what would it entail? And, you know, how does one go about getting into it? So usually for a film critic, they usually create a body of work. They approach a magazine or a website and they join as an editor. They usually have their own videos. Me, I was working at Target and I did a announcement and I mentioned the movie and the guy walking through said, hey, you want to come right on our website? That was it. It was pure luck. Um, a few months later, I was at a premiere asking Margot Robbie questions. That was wild. Um, wow. It, it, yeah. Um, that was just so if you're passionate about movies you know get out there express yourself whether tiktok instagram um because studios websites they're looking for people um it's not just your you know not everyone needs to be roger ebert if you've got a good film opinion put it out there yeah Man, awesome. that's, that's awesome dude thanks for sharing that nick yeah it's Jack, I, something i've always been interested in as well so like i watch a lot of like youtube clips on people like reviewing movies and stuff like that and it's always been something that's been very interesting to me so yeah it's good to, good to know maybe that can be the next variation you all review a movie once a month as a group watch and just run some commentary i, I think johnny you're... dangerously needs some love johnny dangerous yeah. needs a shitload of love but the only other problem is the only movies i watch right now and they go for about 25 minutes on a on a certain website that i can't watch or mention to the <laughs> wife you know what i'm saying good old john cena's five knuckle shuffle you know what i'm saying out there kids don't look it up <laughs> um, but no it's a good idea it's a good idea nick i love I'm it i'm gonna put both it. hands up here <laughs> yeah, yeah that's it mr mr 12 gauge shotgun kind of mr mr nicky dicky dukwa i love it <laughs> i fucking love it mate jacko did you have a question there you good sir for, for mr i Bukwa? certainly did so um throughout your time what's been the uh standout experience so far um it was that i went my first red copper premiere was i Tonya, and that was just great because it was a lot of celebrities there bumped the road mcmanus a few other people i'm um, sitting in the front row and i get to ask margot robbie like a question about her film 
But for me, the most recent standout moment was hosting the Ghostbusters Afterlife premiere because it's just been after COVID. We'd all been locked down. We had 200 people at Hoyt's Entertainment Quarter. Our website made a comeback. We had all these Ghostbusters fans. We got the Ecto-1 at the front of Hoyt's Entertainment Quarter just for that occasion. We got people in costumes and, you know, we just celebrated one of the nerdiest films um it was just so great just to be able to not only see a film for the first time but see it with people who love the franchise that was great dude that um, and i tell you what uh like you you personally invited me and i couldn't go and i yeah, said, to, said to the, there. and i said to the wife i said i am hurting so much because so i looked at all the photos and it was just ah oh, mate what an amazing experience that would have been nick but the next one, we're going to the next one, mate. It's going to happen. Let me tell you. We'll go down there. We're going to um, be trying to work on something. Yeah, oh, mate, we have to. We have to, like, you know, the two worlds must unite, you know, and, and, and bring together, like, um, like a tenacious DS kind of thing. You know, I think that's definitely the next thing on our chapter, mate. It's fucking good shit. Um, Mate, I won't keep you any longer. I'd love for you to let us know where we can find you, if that's okay, and leave us with a fun tip, if that's possible, good sir. Yeah, so you can catch us on Movie Nerds on Instagram. That's where we do most of our stuff. You usually see images of the film we reviewed in just a small text. You can also catch us on YouTube under Toy Nerds, and we also have a website called Toy Nerds. If you're looking for movie memorabilia, that's our stuff. Um fun little tip you can also see a video i did for um the joker review which got um a bit of love from warner brothers so oh and yeah event cinema stuff is gonna be um i'll leave Please. you with a fun story um who here has seen star wars the mandalorian oh yes no. oh yes massive fan yeah do you remember the old man who said i want to see the baby yeah, yeah, you yeah. Remember that? yeah. Yep. His name is Werner Herzog, and I'll leave you a fun story. He's a film director and an actor, and he tried to kill his best friend twice while making a movie. Fire. It was it was 1982. He uh, had an argument with him on set, and they went away. So he snuck over to his house with a Maltive cocktail and tried to light the place on fire. <laughs> Now, um, the dog stopped him from doing it, but he shows up the next day with a cup of coffee and he says, Klinsky, I tried to kill you. Um, sorry, but I didn't succeed. How are you? <laughs> Tell you what, I'm not letting him see my baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try to come up with a wild story from Hollywood, but yeah, that's still one of my favorites. Just wild. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Nick. That is unreal, dude. Fucking hell. <laughs> and I tell you what, and this is the guy. If you want any interesting facts or a great story, this is the man. He is an absolute gentleman. Nick, thank you very much, mate, for taking time out of your, th- out of your night again, mate. And wish you all the very best. And I'll catch up with you very soon, buddy. Gentlemen, pleasure to meet you all. Have a Thanks good night. On. It's good to meet you. Thanks See so you later, big fella. Thank See you very it. much, mate. And that was Nick Dukwa. What an experience. The man, the myth, the legend himself. An absolute gentleman. So really, again, yeah. movie nerds and toy nerds is places to find him on the socials, on Facebook, uh, sorry, on uh, Instagram and uh, the website. We'll have links in the description for our podcast as well. Um, okay. Well, boys. That was awesome. That was awesome, actually. Yeah. Was, and he, uh, and he, he, talking he, movies and stuff. So I love movies and all that sort of shit. So I really, really got off on that. No, Homer. <laughs> <laughs> He was, he is a lovely man. So I was very happy that he was able to take some time out. So, um, cool. Now we can be deviants. Okay. You fuck faces. What's going on? What's been doing? Let's get on with our week. The week's been all right. Yeah, mate. I've had a pretty decent week, you know, just, uh, bowling, you know, and, uh, losing. So that's always fun. That makes two of us. That makes, that makes two of us. Yeah, we are a bit of a bit of a lackluster kind of on a week of bowling, but you know, we we went out to the footy and had us had our second, third, fourth, and fifth showers for the week, which is good. Yeah, mate. I don't even I mean, shower you... for another week after that. That was fucking oh, great. Mate, mate, you Natural had your little rain, poncho. Little you, your dad, and, and your, <laughs> mate, uh, and your my little blue my little blue condom keeping me safe and yeah, comfortable. Uh, <laughs> da- I said your dad looked like a human condom wearing those ponchos. He looked like he, no, he had a yellow fucking it was yellow, wasn't it? Yeah, from what I Yeah, remember. yellow. He looked like he looked he, like he was from the village. 
Speaking of fucking movies, literally, <laughs> literally, because he, he had like your, your dad's got a long, long, luscious hair on top. So when he put it, <laughs> when he put his little, when he put his little hood over it, over it and pushed it through, it looked like a, a knob coming through the foreskin. It, it, yeah, it, it basically looked like you know if you, if any of you are helmet heads out there, you know, and you use not helmet heads, are hoodies, hoodies, hoodies out for there. all hoodies. Yeah, when you pull pull back and you, you said, no, no, it's like an anteater's nostril coming out. <laughs> Big yeah. mouth quote right there. If you're a hoodie, you know, you know. If, if you, you know, know, you know. Exactly. Jacko, mate, the one that looks like a stunned mullet, you didn't, like, you, you talk, you're, you're dead. You, you look like you're asleep, buddy. What's going on? Talk to us, mate. He's like, he looks like he's on an LSD, uh, LSD trip or some shit. Fuck yeah. Man. What's going on, Jacko? Yeah, you tired, out, mate? Went out for, we, I was actually, I had a huge headache, like, when I came back from, I had a family lunch uh, today, and then on my way back, I just kept getting a headache that was like, was just like the worst one I've ever had or had in a long time anyway. And yeah, just was like, I laid down trying to sort of sort that out and yeah, fell asleep. So that was, and then of course got a phone call from you going, where are you? Are you alive? (laughs) Yeah. Thinking, fuck, where is this guy? Mr. Mr. Anal retentiveness for, for, you know, for punctuality. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I was um, not expecting to fall asleep and definitely was not expecting to fall asleep for that long because I got home at about 3 30. <laughs> so so it looks like you won't be sleeping tonight. Probably not. <laughs> yeah, my yeah. god almighty, you poor bastard. That's rough, mate. That's rough. Oh shit, mate. Well, I'll tell you what, like we um like we like there's really nothing that's been going on. That's the hardest thing. The only thing that's recently happened, um, the only thing that's really been going on. Um, in the world of media, in the world of whatever else you want to really want to fucking say, is um, Elden Ring came out, which was yeah. a very highly regarded game. Um, I'm not sure if any of you guys have seen gameplay of it, but um, I, have, yeah. I haven't yet. I've seen um, I've seen a few people doing unboxings and stuff like that, and I'm like, I really want to see like trailers of it and like sort of because it looks like it's a really good game. Tell me what it's about, Jacko. I have well, I have no idea. I'm looking at the like title on that. I'm like, it looks good. You know, like when you look at Oh, I've seen I've seen like unboxing game. videos, I've seen all that, but you have no idea what the game is, Jacko. No, absolutely. Come on, but, um, unboxing videos. Do you mean by the, like, by the when people get the physical copy of the game or yeah, something? Like, absolutely, they, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Fuck, I haven't watched yeah, one of those in like at... fucking 10 years. I remember when the old CODs used to come out, people used to unbox like the, the hard daughters at the hardened editions and shit of COD. Yeah, that and the crap. And the and the the juggernauts yeah, fridges. It was, and it was the cringiest fucking thing because people would like open it up and like all you'd hear is just the fucking the, the box goes and then you hear them go, Oh yeah, it feels really feels really fucking good. Like it's like fuck, just play the fucking thing. I don't care about the physical copy. The only thing <laughs> The only thing you you take away from this video is, is, hey guys, welcome back to this video. I'm going to be helping back to my Call of Duty Black Ops 2 mini free here. All that, all that reminds oh my me God, of God, it's so good. All that reminds me of is that old fucking uh, COD YouTube. I don't know if you know who he is, Taylor. His name was uh, White Boy 7th Street. Have you ever heard of him? Can't say I have. He was, oh, he was just a fucking weird cunt. He, <laughs> look him up after this, but he was like some white, some white, like bloke who just was just the biggest soy boy and he just would unbox things and he kind of kind of talks like this a little bit and it was just yeah fucking weird it was almost like asmr for fucking gaming and stuff <laughs> oh fuck me that's just that's just wrong that's offensive to hear that kind of shit like i you know you know what's funny like you could buy one of those mini bar fridge things that they had for black ops 2 and the only reason why i mention is i seen one some some bloke was selling it on facebook they're asking 800 dollars for the fridge it's like bruv it's probably almost out of its refrigeration cycle yeah, so you had to get regassed if you've had it on for 800 bucks it's like you you clown <laughs> it's like you see these people there's this there's these people right now on, on facebook and that that I don't know what the fuck they're on, you know, but they only have to meth up once, if you know what I'm saying. But they're trying to flog their uh, 200,000K plus Ford for eight grand. There's this one guy in a, in, a, in a dark blue Ford. It's like, mate, it's done 220 odd thousand K and you're trying to get eight grand for it? Yeah. You clown. You fucking clown. All these idiots that get the Series X Xbox and um, sell it for like fucking $900. So, 
you paid seven fifty, bruv. There's no way you paid more for it. Yeah, that's right. So fuck me. You know, don't be so modest. You know, like some people are just fucked. Um, but it's funny. It is funny still to see it, and I still have a giggle and go, oh boy. Um, but unfortunately, there's going to be that one person out there that's gullible and that's going to go, oh yeah, yeah, mate, yeah, you want to buy a fucking bite if that's okay? Uh, it's like fuck off, you fucking clown cunt. No, uh, just. Oh man, I don't know. I don't know why I'm fucking yawning too much. Oh. oh man, I tell you. Um, oh, fun fact. Guess who came into the store today? Who's that? Michael Slater. Oh, fuck, really? Yeah. He's on his phone the entire time, but he came in. Nice guy, nice <laughs> enough bloke from what I've seen. But he's wearing a bum bag. It's like, oh, mate, three points down for that. Or like a, like a fanny yeah. pouch thing for your coins, if, if, if that's the. Yeah, yeah. Kind of thing whatever I'm thinking of. You, whatever the fuck you want to call it, yeah. Yeah, it's like, come on. Come on. Yeah. Ah, shit. So what else has been happening with you boys? Jackson, anything been happening with you? Yeah, Jacko, well, talk. Um, I feel like you've been I've asleep been this entire time. The, um, well, the situation that we all know about at the moment that could possibly be uh, turned into World War Three here with uh, between oh, Ukraine yeah. and uh, Russia. Um, and keeping uh, sort of informed with that, watching all the various yeah. clips. Um one that was funny, actually, that I sh- and you're probably thinking, what the hell, what could be funny about that? Was I saw um, a video just before I went to bed uh, this afternoon, and it, it was a uh, old Ukrainian lady who walked up to a uh, Russian soldier, and she was uh, absolutely letting him have it, like you know, um, hurling abuse at him, and then said, "Take these sunflower seeds and put them in your pocket because." Uh, when when you die on my lawn, I'd love to see the sunflowers that grow from your body, sort of thing. I, it was uh, yeah, really. Uh, I thought to myself, like, just, "Wow, you go." That's just that's that's just that's just dark, mate. That's, that, yeah, that I know. I was thinking, <laughs> that's, that's pretty. So pretty you're, you're a sick. You're a sick fuck. No, I'm yeah. <laughs> you're laughing that kind of thing. I've got to be honest with you. Like I, I um, I don't want to go too deep into the whole situation that's going overseas. Mm. It's very sad, but. Yeah. I was seen yesterday, I think it was, the Russian tank, and I watched it on Channel 9. Oh, yeah. Crushed, a, crushed a guy in a ute. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. And he survived. Yeah. Yeah. How that unreal was really is that? harrowing footage that was. That was bad. And he actually reversed <laughs> on top of him. So, like, yeah. Shit, a brick. Like, what I find fucked about this whole thing is people are like out here making jokes about it, like fucking. TikToks, Instagram shit about it and like fucking making fun about how they're going to get drafted and that they're going to fuck shit up. And it's like, bro, like you get drafted, you're going to do absolutely nothing. <laughs> like, what are you going to fucking oh. do? Like acting like you're a fucking hero. Like, oh, if I get drafted, me and the boys are going to go and fuck shit up. It's like, no, you and the boys are going to fucking die. Like, yeah. Shut the fuck up. Like, it's, it's very depressing, dude, that this is what, you know, social media reality is like. You know, there's no point in, in, in making fun of, this especially when people are fucking dying dude it's fucked <laughs> you're right like draft people who who are you know spruiking about and going oh you know fucking get me in there you know i'm i'm a, I'm a cod player you know and i'm a battlefield no. player i'm i'm experienced you're not fucking no. experienced mate no it's like oh not i mate. know how to fucking i know how to fucking put a tick uh pick 10 system on my fucking uh class loader oh sweet eyes fuck you don't need rifle training you're fucking yeah. you're going, <laughs> fuck off Hey, where's the aimbot at? <laughs> Fucking hell. Okay, and welcome back. So because we are poor, we have to do 40-minute time windows on our recordings from Zoom and basically stop and start again. But with every stop and start, it's like a rip start. We just have to just wait. It's pretty fucked. But that's... <laughs> He's laughing. He loves it. So welcome back <sighs> to the experience here, part two of the um, audio for us. Um we were just talking about the Ukraine war and that kind of thing. And we're going to move on from that onto, onto more positive stuff. And uh, um, right now I would love to take you on a happiness journey from your last week, going into thankfulness, thankfulness. Enjoy. Okay, everybody. Welcome back to the uncle Taylor sessions. We are just going to sit here for a minute and we're going to be thankful for a lot of things. Our life today's episode is thankfulness last week we talked about happiness thankfulness is something that we need to practice every day 
I don't. As an example, I'm thankful that I have a good setup and I'm able to reach you via these electronical waves that we call sound running through our speakers or our headphones. I'm thankful for the air conditioning that is portable in my room so I do not sweat through my bed sheets. Thankfulness is something that we need to cherish. I'm also very thankful that Brock Lesnar and Robert Reigns are going to be fighting together at WrestleMania Night 2 Sunday. Sunday, Sunday. But make sure you check it all out. <laughs> These are just getting too stupid to make. Already, this is my second one. Just it more. Might just enjoy it. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed that moment of thankfulness. Because I sure did. Make sure to watch out at the beginning of April. Okay. Boys, let's talk about sports. Let's talk about games. Let's talk about um, gangbangs. Let's talk about it. everything. Let's get on with it. So, Friday night, doubleheader, Central Coast Stadium. Roosters play the Tigers. Manly play the Raiders. What a, uh, what a good night. I mean, I missed the first game, but what a good night. Yeah, I wasn't there for either game, so I'll listen and admire this uh, conversation. Yeah, yeah, no, no, that's okay, mate. That's okay. It was a uh, incredibly wet night, low scoring match. Um, some of the stars were there. Some of some of the other stars weren't. It's a trial match, so it's really just trying to build up match fitness and not burning out your 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 star plays and shit. Um, but Jesus Christ, was it wet? It was honestly moderate to heavy rain for probably about an hour. Mm. And it was... Um, fucked. It was fucked. It was but fucked. it was good. First time I watched footy, mate, in a very long time. 2019, I think, was the last time I watched it. So it was um, it was very good to actually, you it was, know... It was fun. It was, it was good to, to be back, like, especially with us there together. And um, obviously my dad was there and um, my miso was there. And um, yeah, it was... It was just good to get out and get to a footy game. I mean, fuck, with last year's lockdown and shit, like middle of the season, we went through a lockdown and all the all the games moved to Brisbane and um, oh, not Brisbane, sorry, Queensland. And um, yeah, so it was just good to get back and actually watch a footy game. So that's it, man. Yeah, yeah like actually appreciate it in person. It's too easy nowadays to to watch it all from a um, from a, you know from sitting at home and and that where you can just pretty much pick up uh, anything. And just be like, oh, yeah, there's football highlights or there's a football replay or whatever. Mm. It was just good to watch it. And it's just different experience in person. Like the actual game, watching it in person is vastly different. Like we were pretty close. We had some good seats like in the middle middle field, right down the bottom. So like we were right up close within 10 metres within all the players like, of the sideline. So watching all the hit-ups and... Like, it's just fucking, it's unreal. Cause like you see the size of these plays, you see the hits and you see how the game fucking moves. You get to actually see like how the teams are organizing themselves. Like unlike you would in like, say if you're watching on KO or nine, like they only sometimes they'll show you little bits of the, the field, like say like the, the middle of the rock. Whereas if you're out of game, you can see the whole fucking thing. You can see them organizing the defensive line, organizing their attacking line, and it's just really, it's fucking interesting, and I fucking love it. It is, and, and you know the, the best thing is myself and you, we we played together in rugby league. We yeah. had a we had a very good um good uh you know thing back in the day. So you know when we sit here and make these um you know these comments and these you know whatever you want to call it, you know we're coming from a uh, background of playing. Yeah, we right. we played the positions. I was front rower. Jesse was utility. Played the wing though as well. Mm-hmm. So you know, for, for those and who then, don't watch rugby league whatsoever, utility is pretty much you play majority in the backs. So you know, your center, yeah. your winger, you can play full back. Um, am I missing anyone? I even played. Um, I, yeah. So I played as you said, utility. So I was like center, wing, full back. I filled in full back for a little bit there. Um, and I actually did hooker for a little bit as well. I was in hooker for a while, which was my favorite position, to be honest, because it was right in the middle. And I just liked being in the middle of the line. That was, I found it so much better when you're on. I mean, Taylor, you've, I wouldn't say you've ever played wing. <laughs> like, no, maybe you're once on the wing. I did. Yeah. When you're on the wing or you're on the center, right? You feel so fucking vulnerable defending. 
Like it's oh, oh yeah. Oh, if yeah, you you feel so fucking vulnerable because everyone's fucking gathered in the middle of the ruck, and if anything fucking happens out the, out the back, you have to rely on either your outside or your inside man, and that's it. Whereas if you're in the middle, you're relying on a whole fucking group of cunts. Exactly. So being in the middle, you feel more more comfortable being able to make a tackle. Whereas if you're on the wing, usually it's from an it's coming from an attacking play and you really got to actually fucking hammer down on that <laughs> and it's a bit scary <laughs> not gonna oh, lie oh yeah oh of course it would be I and, mean, then I... have to, and then defending from fullbacks even fucking worse because that's worst case scenario you have to make a fucking try saving tackle <laughs> like, yeah you are the last yeah. line of defense it's it's pretty it's pretty fucked and if your reflexes aren't quick and they try and chip and chase here or whatever yeah, they're right through you you know i i think about it you know back in the day like the last year that me and you played together um you know, I, I would do these big 60, 70, 80 meter runs, but I'd also run down the sideline as a front rower. Mm. It's hilarious, yeah. but it I was, was fit. Great. It was, uh, it was majestic. It was majestic it to watch. <laughs> like a, like a, like a, like a fat thoroughbred running through an open paddock after a heavy yeah. day in the sun. You like know, you just imagine it, when you see someone who's so fucking big and you just think there's no way someone can run that fucking fast. He's that fucking big. And then they fucking do it, and you're like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> sixteen. How do they generate uh, so much fucking speed? <laughs> I think I think what eighteen tries in sixteen games or something. Yeah. And yeah. the fact that we got flogged 40, 50 points every game <laughs> just proves that you know oh. I was that MVP caliber mm-hmm. kind of guy back then. It's fucking funny, mate. Yeah. But it's, it's but it's interesting too as well. Like we we also played with. I mean, I I played a, a year or two earlier with this guy, but wearing the Sharks jersey, Nico Hines, he's going to debut. Yeah, yeah. I played um, a few games with him as well. Yeah, you did too. So, you know, he's a, you know, he was a Yamana bunny through and through. And he was, you know, he was half decent then. He's improved a hell of a lot. And now he's our, he's in our starting squad. We signed him to come under Craig Fitzgibbon. So I'm very keen to see how he holds up. Because I don't, th- I can't think of the last time I've seen him play in the halves. Yeah, I, I remember I, I followed his stuff um, when he was in the under-20s for the uh, Toyota Cup. I think it was back. It was called Toyota Cup back then. Yeah, he was back in the day. For, for Manly under-20s, if I'm not mistaken. But And then he played for a whole bunch of other teams. I think he wanted to get his break, big break from Manly. I think he was about to get his big break. And then he, the, he played with the Trebojevic brothers. He played with Jake and Tom. Yeah. So they were getting their breaks and then he, he got injured. I'm pretty sure. I'm, I'm, yeah, don't yeah. quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure that's what happened. I'm, I remember seeing I think you're right too. It. I watched the um, Fox League special that he did with Matty Johns. Yeah, that's the same here. Yeah. And, um, but I remember watching him in the under 20s. So I was actually what, like watching him back, like back then as well. So, and but I remember when I was, when I did play a few games with him because, he was in like the ones and they put me in the twos because it wasn't that fucking good. But <laughs> yeah, he was in the ones that when you do the trial matches, all the ones and the twos and whatever, they'd all play together for the trial matches. So played a few games with him and I remember him being pretty fucking good. That's all I really remember <laughs> him being really fucking good. So because I think, yeah. I think key to it, if you're going to be playing in the halves is you got to have very good vision in my eyes. Yeah. And that's, mm. you know, like looking at the defensive line, see if there's an overlap, see if there's a, a weak tackler that's been playing and trying to put mm. the right man through it. But also you would need that, that good person in the halves, but you'd also need another like, like yourself, like a hooker or, mm. um, or something like that, like a good playmaker. If you have two playmakers, sometimes it can be a good thing and sometimes it can suck. It depends on the person if they want to be a star. And I saw a lot of things like um, for the Roosters, I think it was, uh, or the West Tigers, one of the two, um, either side, sorry, is what I should have said, that hogged the ball in critical moments, could have passed it, but just tried to go Mr. Incredible. You know, yeah, Yeah. you know, it's a team sport, not an individual sport. That's right. And we got a lot of that on our, t- our team when we were playing. Like, I get we're all kids. Like, it's, we were fucking under-13s, under-14s, whatever the fuck age we were. But what pissed me off about our team is we were so shit because we, we had a bad coach, to be honest. And yeah. if you're watching this, coach, fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> No, no disrespect, but seriously, shit coach. And um, it was all about fucking forward hit-ups with this cunt. That's all I remember. It was all about big fucking forward hit-ups, and that was it. Are you talking about, are you talking about he, me here? 
Someone about me? Here? No, 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 no. You, you worked. You worked. Everyone else that fucking was a forward didn't work. So it was like, why give the ball to that cunt? <laughs> but yeah, like any backline play, it was like it would go as far as probably the center. The winger would never get the ball. I was on a wing a lot of the time. I'd never fucking see the ball. Which, if you look in the NRL, wing is always getting the fucking ball. So it's like always. Well, that's you know. I started fairly late with football compared to a lot of people. I played soccer for like five or six years before I started in football, joined in the under 13s, I think. And I didn't start getting good at it until probably three years into playing because I needed that experience. So that's when I started playing my, like the hooker and the center. My, those are my best positions, probably hooker and center and started getting good at it. And then I just fucking stopped because, you know, life, but um, yeah, you just find something new, mate. Yeah, I, I started getting better as it was after you had your injury because we started getting, like, we, yeah. we, we got better. Like, the team got better. We actually, the year after you left, we made the finals that year, I remember. so Which is hard to believe from a team that lost every single game, including mm. the trials. Yeah, it's because we started doing, like, shit better. We started... People actually, grew up. We started, yeah, we started working more as a team and... Um, that was probably when we all started playing our best football, but then it got to the point where I just couldn't, I just didn't want to fucking deal with it. I had bad social anxiety and, you know, all those fucking issues people go through. And I just didn't want to deal with, you know, fucking associating with a lot of the fuckwits on the team because a lot of them were fuckwits. And they, and um, yeah, they were, they were. Back in the day, still. I don't know how they are now, but, you know, and I just didn't want to hang out with these people. So I just decided to not, just to fucking call it quits and do yeah. other shit, but. Yeah, my, foot, my love of football is always there. I regret stopping. <laughs> so. I think we all do. There's days I sit there and go, same about cricket and go, fuck, I wouldn't mind mm. playing cricket again because that was fun. I enjoyed that shit. Um, footy, though, after breaking my ankle, the gross and snapping a growth plate, I don't regret not stopping. Um, yeah. You know, there was a part of me that did want to come back the next year, but I thought, nah, you know, it's not worth it for my long term. You know, because right, I, I look at my brother and he's had double. The, I think he's ACL done twice, and that was mm. before he was eighteen. It's so unforgiving. It's, it's such it's, an it's a it's game. a brutal sport, man. It's a brutal brutal sport, yeah. brutal life. Um, you know. But let's talk about your boys here. How'd they go last night? Fuck, Jackson just reappeared like a fucking erection. I know. What the fuck? Where'd you go? <laughs> you say you li- don't fuck. You say, you say you don't rub one out. I think you just went to rub one out, mate. You're gone yeah. for a while. <laughs> no, because I've got a stand. I've got like a not really even a standing desk. Like my laptop's literally on a dresser, and my bed's just behind me. So I just went while you guys were discussing uh, the footy game and stuff. I just sat down because my mm, uh, lazy fuck. I love it. What sport did you play growing <laughs> up, Jacko? Uh, oh god. Um, there was AFL for a while, and then um, yeah. after Figures. that, I went to <laughs> golf. After that, so Sorry, you played was, AFL. So- that's a, that's interesting, actually. Um, talk more about that. What was that like? Because that um, is a physical sport in some regards. Yeah. So, I did enjoy it for let's say the first six months. Then after that, I carried on only because like my mates were playing at the same, you know, in the same team. And then yeah, I lost interest after that, and then left i think i was only there for one or two seasons what was the highlight of you playing in the afl um getting to play on the uh on a halftime show in the scg Um, oh nice yeah that was good i really i didn't know this how come i didn't know this jackson you played the scg fuck me that's some groundbreaking shit right there (laughs) (laughs) yeah thoroughly enjoyed that but yeah that happened a long time ago yeah, nice. Hey, yes, you still did something. And that's the thing. We've all played or done something that's memorable, you know? Um, you know, speaking of memorable, the the new the St. George Dragons beating you guys last night for the first time in, in a very long yeah. time in a charity shield. Oh, although, although I will pay the respect where the respect is due, it wasn't a completely full dragon squad. <laughs> <laughs> hey, fuck you. <laughs> hey, fuck you. Um, no, it wasn't a completely full rabbit squad. So, you know, it's, and again, it's, all, it's only trials. It's not a devotee thing. Like the full series season comes off in, in a what, two weeks? I think they have one more week to rest and then yeah, they come back. 
here's the thing about the fucking charity shield or whatever. It was going to be our 10th year in a row, right? So the charity shield is a pretty big deal. So I wouldn't really treat it as a trial game. So what I saw like last, last night, based on what I've seen in previous years was actually, I mean, you, you could argue all you want, like it's a fucking trial game, but to me, it was pretty fucking important. 10 years in a row, charity shield, that would have been pretty fucking good. And it would have been nice to see a fucking bit of a gutsy performance from our from our boys, considering we've lost one of our good fucking um, good players in Adam Reynolds. Mate, Granted, your best two player. players out. Yeah, your best, best player. player. Let's be real. For sure. And, um, you know, there were just some things that were pretty concerning watching it. Um, basically, the fucking... What pissed me off was two players, uh, Josh Mansour... Why the fuck was he on the field? He's fucking washed up. Uh, Jackson Paulo on the centers. He's not a fucking center. You could see it. He was out of place. They put him on the wing. He's fucking shit at the uh, on the wing too. He's at best a fucking reserve grader. But as you said, trial game. But still, charity fucking shield. Ten years in a row. I mean, you, uh, you could argue, or oh, we've already won nine years. Whatever. Fucking, we'll just have a fucking, we'll just have a, have an easy one. I mean. Who knows if it means that much to him, but yeah, it was a bit concerning. Some of the things I saw, to be honest, I was pretty fucking pissed off. It was pretty shit effort. It wasn't a good game <laughs> by our boys hey, whatsoever. That's that, that um, Lomax kid. Holy shit. Freak. Mate, He's young, freak. young, freak, young kid freak. Yeah. And that's Honestly. the thing I was lost. You could say South are doing shit, but dragons are actually, they were on, to be honest. I will, but like, see, they were on. Here's the problem, you know, like these teams that win the trial matches kind of get ahead on them. Like, look at the Tigers. They mm. beat the Roosters. Oh, yeah. and, it, and it happens. Happens all the fucking time. The, the, teams will do so good in the trial matches. Oh, this is our fucking year, boys. This is our year. Round one flogged. Round two flogged. Round exactly three flogged. Exactly right, mate. Exactly like, right. We'll, we'll, it, it, I mean, really, trial matches. I'm Round one will we'll, we'll fucking give us all we need to know. So, exactly. Whatever. Exactly right, dude. You're not fucking wrong. So, you know, we'll wait and see. I think we play tomorrow night or tomorrow afternoon, one of the two. So I reckon we're going to, mm. we're one of two things, get touched up pretty badly or we're actually not going to do half bad. It'll be interesting to see how you go with like Nico in the halves. That's what I'm keen to see. That's if he plays, mate. If he plays next week. Are they going to Yeah, I'm keen. Yeah, if they're going to play. They, will, they, 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 they should though because you need to build up the match fitness. Like oh, even no. if it's only for 20 minutes, minimum 20 minutes. I mean, yeah, that's just enough. Just you need to play. You need to play before round one. You don't want to go into round one and then have a fucking shit performance because either your skills weren't up to par because it's in a real game. It's not like fucking training or, you know, like your fitness wasn't up to par. Like you need to have some sort of like have a bit of a fucking go before the actual season starts. Yeah. Oh, exactly, mate. I wholeheartedly agree. So, you know, I'm looking out for that. I'm looking forward to seeing what tomorrow night's going to come. I think it's tomorrow night. I could be wrong, but I swear I saw um, tomorrow night. Um, I'll double check. Because I think they had to bring it forward. Yeah, trial time changed. It was meant to be yesterday, and now it's Monday night in Gold Coast because of the weather up there at Redcliffe. Which is pretty cooked. It's pretty, mm. pretty fucked up there, mate. So, so we'll play tomorrow night. So bring it on. I'm sweet with that. Let's see how badly we lose. I'm quoting forty points. Did you guys uh, see the um, video from uh, out of Queensland? There was a uh, AFL pit, uh, field that was so flooded that um, there was a video with the caption "Only in Australia" of a uh, guy. F- uh, doing a freestyle swim uh, around the perimeter. <laughs> I didn't yeah. see that. It, it's um, it's pretty, it's pretty funny, mate. I, I seen that and laughed, and um, but like honestly, that's how much water we've had. You know, I mean, oh, my yeah. little my little hire car that I had almost got swept away on Tuesday, and I yeah, wasn't swept away. It's not going off the fucking cliff, but um, almost got bogged in with the water, uh, racecourse road. So it's pretty fucked. So I, I feel that guy swimming in a little Corolla that I had to rent out. I um I was very scared that I was gonna be pushing it out, pushing water out of it. It's pretty fucked. It's pretty fucked, yeah. man. Let me tell you. 
Let me tell you. I've been lucky pretty uh, I've been pretty lucky with that um sort of arterial road anyway, because as you know, that's the only way I can get home um usually is through either that road or down the other end. Um, but you know, I've seen every time they've shut that road, I seem to have come through maybe like half an hour beforehand or uh maybe like you know 40 45 minutes before they shut it. So I've been pretty lucky um, you know, getting through just before they shut it off. But you know, my luck will run out one day i'm sure i'll probably get locked out <laughs> yeah, so, yeah it'll happen it'll happen one day mate it happens to all of us doesn't it oh it does yeah absolutely. we all we all have it but um oh man i tell you what we're coming i think we're, we're coming up to the end of the little podcast here i tell you what we've been talking a lot and um i think i'm all talked out i have nothing else to talk about unless you blokes have something to discuss please be my guest i'm happy to listen and contribute so what's on your minds if you have anything if not we're all good. Yeah, I'm pretty much talked out as well. That's, you know, we talked about a lot of shit tonight, so we covered a lot of things. So I think that's good for now. We did. What do you reckon, Jacko? You got something to talk about, mate? Or you? Uh, not really. I mean, on a personal note, um, I saw give a, uh, if I'm permitted by the boys here, to give a uh, quick shout out to uh, my father who uh, announced yesterday that he is out of hospital after five weeks. <laughs> That's a good thing, mate. That's, that's very good stuff. That's very good, good to hear. It's really good. I thought you better say something different there. Personal note, I'm transitioning. I was going to say, get fucked. I thought you were about uh, to plug your YouTube again. Yeah, <laughs> rip started, mate. <laughs> Fucking hell. No, good stuff, mate. I'm glad your dad's out and he's doing well, I hope. Yeah, he's doing well, yeah. Um, so um, he sent me a message actually when he got out of the uh, scar that's running along his back because I had to take all the bar work and stuff out of his back. Hmm. Um, and he sent a message saying, oh, hopefully I don't, they don't have to reopen this. Hopefully my stuffing doesn't fall out again. Um, <laughs> and then after that, I said to, to him, oh, did you get a, uh, a long life battery put in this time so they don't have to keep replacing it? Yeah. Um, I, I said, you're a bit like the Energizer bunny. <laughs> I was going to say, it's like those Duracell ads, right? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck me. I'm running low on power. Here you go. Here's a new battery that'll last forever. Wow, thank you. <laughs> uh, good shit, man. We definitely send all the very best to you, Dad. Um, in this time, we obviously send the very best as well to the people who are struggling over there in Ukraine and around the world too. Like, let's let's be real. There's an everyday problem. But right now, being invaded, we send our very best thoughts to you. Um, I want to send a very special thank you again to Mr. Nick Dukwa for coming on board tonight from Movie Nerds. Absolutely fantastic experience. That was wonderful to see and have. Um, and we look forward to having him back on in the future. Um, apart from that, gentlemen, thank you very much for your time tonight. It's been great talking. It was thank good so. to be on. It was a pleasure. And, uh, you know, we, we appreciate it as well. You, the listeners are going, hang on, why is there such a long delay? Remember, we're on Zoom. So what I send through now might not be received for like a couple of seconds there. It's like a like a delayed delayed tick kind of thing. But um nonetheless, boys, thank you very much again. Have a wonderful night. And again, uh check out Nick Dukwa's links that will be in the description below this video. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe. Uh, but make sure to to check them out if you're interested in the further reachings of of movies and a very non-biased opinion on what he and the crew view. Um, but until the next video, boys, next next audio session, have a lovely night, and I'll catch you all around. Catch you later. There's.